Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Emma Armstrong is with me on the line today because, Emma, you were writing in the Irish Independent. Apparently, you're making your kids weird because you're not letting them use screens. What happened? What happened, Emma? You can hear me all right, Emma. You can. I think if I got Emma on the line, bear with me for a moment. We'll try and get um, Emma Armstrong back on the line today. It's her piece in the Irish Independent and she's talking about the fact that she's um, amidst the growing, you know, concern about the impact of screen time and kids and developing their brains and emotional well-being. Many parents obviously choosing to set limits on their kids using devices and banning them altogether. But she says... Apparently, she's making her own children weird, or so they've told her, because they're not allowed to use screens. Uh, and Emma's going to be with us now in just a moment to, to tell us why that is. Um, Emma, you can hear me OK, can you? Hello, sorry, yes, I can. Now. What happened, Emma? Oh, it kept cutting out. I don't know what happened. Sorry. No, I, I mean with your, your children and them calling you weird. Well, it's not my children that are calling me weird because they don't know any different, but... Um, it's a bit of a weird parenting secret that I don't feel entirely comfortable telling people, but I don't let my children use screens. So they don't have an iPad, an iPod, so don't let them just sit in front of the telly. Um, and I, I don't know anyone else that is like that. So it's a bit of a lonely place to be. So what age are your kids, Emma? Eight, six and three. Eight, six and, eight, six and three. So they're, they're, very, they're very young. Uh, they are young, yeah. um, but the start of the lockdown, you know, I had just had my third baby right at the beginning of lockdown and, and was trying to navigate juggling work. Uh, my husband's a teacher, but so he was still working all the time. I'd got my hands full and the obvious thing to, you know, plant them in front of Bluey or um, get them into YouTube videos and so on. But um, I didn't and um, I've managed to stick with it. So, yeah, they don't know what an iPod is, which is quite... Um, Quite unusual, I yeah, think. In yeah. Do they do so? So they don't look for them then. Uh, no. So again, it's really bizarre because obviously everybody is using them all the time, and every grown-up they say is walking around bent over their phone looking at something. But they're just not that interested, and I don't use my phone in front of them, so I don't. Um, I don't, you know, sit there looking at reels or anything when they're awake. Mm. So I'm engaged with them in a way that a lot of other grown-ups around them aren't. And um, so, yeah, they just don't know any different. It's a, it's a slightly strange um, thing, thing to choice to have made these days. Do their friends um, or people that they might, you know, younger children or other kids that they might be around, Emma, do they have them? All of their friends do. Um, and what's quite interesting is when they have friends to play or they play with their friends, I, I would have assumed that their friends would be like, oh, cool, let's just sit with the iPad. But they don't. So when their friends play with my kids, they actually seem to do more what, you know, I'm, I'm such a romantic, but old-fashioned play, messing around outside and doing, you know, Lego and all the rest of it. So so they kind of influence their <laughs> influence their friends in a, in, a, in a way to not be so screen-based, whereas as soon as they're, uh, they're, my kids are gone, I'm sure they're straight back on it. Do other people or other parents comment, Emma, on your, your decision? <laughs> I imagine they do. <laughs> They, they really do. I had yeah. somebody say to me that they thought it was sinister. <laughs> which, what? They thought, um, uh, what was thought sinister? It was sinister. Yeah, but not having your kids not on screen. 
Um, and I, I think they might have just picked an adjective at random there because I'm not sure that that's entirely uh, justifiable. <laughs> sure. But it's weird for sure because, as I say, I, I don't know anyone else that, that does this. Um, and there is there is a little bit of an internet movement for screen-free parenting. Of, of course, the screen-free parenting movement takes place on the internet, ironically. But um, there is, it's bigger, it's kind of in America, it's growing a little bit. But this idea that screens are not brilliant for children and their development and therefore just not having the battle with them. Can I have half an hour? Can I have 45 minutes, 10 more minutes? We, you know, I can concentrate on arguing about green vegetables and brushing your teeth and the good things. Yeah. So, so the shaming, I suppose, that you experience, it's not from your children. It's from, it's from other people. It's from other parents. It is. And I think it's a knee-jerk reaction, people feeling a bit confronted because we're all on our phones too much. We're all on a screen too much. We've all got dry eyes and crooked necks. And it, it's quite confronting to be... And it, it, it's funny, people assume I'm being judgmental, but actually I've found that it, other people are judgmental of my choice to not go with screens. Yeah, it's funny. I would imagine a lot of them, though, Emma, I mean, I don't know, I don't have children, but from talking to my own friends about this, I imagine is that I imagine that they are probably somewhat, not jealous, but maybe envious of the fact that you've managed not to introduce screens to your kids. I have maybe a little bit of envy. I think there's a little bit of just, I can't understand how you've done it, but it's like a lot of things, isn't it? If you haven't got chocolate bickies in the house, you can't eat them. Whereas yeah. if you to say, if you to ration out those biscuits, you all of a sudden you've got, you know, your three-year-old negotiating with you. And my three-year-old runs rings around me. I mean, she there's there's no way I'm out maneuvering that kid. So I have to just, I just I need to take a different approach to uh, managing. Okay, um, Siobhan O'Neill White from from the website Mams.ie Emma is with us on the line as well. Do people shame others, Siobhan? about their parenting choices and I suppose particularly when it comes to screen time? I think every parent gets shamed for something or other. I mean, God knows I've been shamed many, many times. Um, whether it's, And it's usually a reflection on how, you you know, sometimes it's that you might feel, oh, maybe I should be doing a bit of that myself. You know, when other people are telling you their kids' milestones and stuff like that and you're thinking, oh God, my kid hasn't done that yet. So there's always a bit of competitiveness and a bit of shame and, and, and we all carry mommy guilt. It's an awful thing. It's the most wasted emotion. Um, and it's easy to manage when they're small. I mean, when mine were small, we didn't plunk them in front of the television. Absolutely not. I, I just and I and, and look, it's a per, it's a choice. I mean, you don't know what's going on in, in different families. I mean, if you have a child that has special needs, you might need to try and distract the other kids for a while. But you know, people's needs are very different in every different family. So I would never be judging somebody if their kids have an iPad or a screen. Um, but I do think we need to monitor how much time they're on it, and we yeah. do need to make sure that they're not stuck to it all day long. And and this is the, and and I noticed something that Emma said earlier about kids saying, you know, their friends have this and their friends have that. But my twelve-year-old is constantly, but my friends have a phone, but my mm-hmm. friends are allowed to get the bus in Strada, but my friends, my fr-. and I said, if I don't care what your friends are allowed to do, and to be fair, since the start of time, children have been trying that with their mothers and yeah. fathers. But my friend, but my friend, but my friend, but my friend is getting such and such for her confirmation. I don't care. You're not getting it. So you have to be quite strict at times. And we haven't given in to her. And, we, and she doesn't have a phone. And she goes on and on and on about it loads of times. And she'll try and nick iPads or whatever from her siblings who are older who have them for school. Um, so we have to monitor that as well. She's a little devil. So it's definitely a problem. And it's definitely something that parents need to be watching and be aware of. And I think... You know, if you're handing your phone to your your baby, your toddler, to try and distract them for a while, 
they are becoming used to being looking at screens all the time and then that becomes the norm for them. So even, you know, when you go into someone's house and the television is blaring with, te- with, with kids' TV shows and stuff like that, I would not have the TV on if people come in and I'd encourage the kids to play. And there's always jigsaws and Legos and stuff like that here as well. But even just... I'd let them up and I'd put some newspaper down and let them paint or something like that. So what if they make a bit of a mess? That's fine. It's just making sure that you give them something to distract them with so that you take the focus off them thinking that they need to be on a screen. So you're giving them another option um, to play. And then, mm. you know what, When we, especially with my 12-year-old, she's really good at art and she plays music and stuff like that. When we say to her a definitive no, and we'd like you to do something else. She goes and she does something else. And she's really good and she'll create stuff with her little arts and crafts kits and all that. So I come into the kitchen and she's sitting there and she's concentrating and she's doing things that are really calm and really nice. Because I notice that the kids that are on the tablet, and her as well, if she gets a hold of one of yeah. her siblings once, she gets hyper. She's on TikTok and then she's coming down and she's telling me, oh... Um, my, I, I heard that she's looking for skincare products. She's looking for labels. She wants to know, can she get this, that and the other for her confirmation? So the second she gets anywhere near social media, she's been influenced. And we just have to pull is her she, back from is, that. Is she, is she looking at um, Siobhan for, for skincare? And cosmetics oh, yeah. and oh, she's that whole they're regime. All looking for it. That's, yeah. Do you know we we, we talked about we talked know, about this on, yeah, yeah on the show a few weeks ago, and yeah, I think yeah. people were just you know baffled by this in talking yeah. about anti aging cream at eleven years of age. It's because it's on TikTok and it's been put to them that this is something that they should have and it's the trendy thing to have at that age. And of course they're twelve. I mean I know when I was twelve, all I wanted was a pair of Levi's, and my mother was like, yeah. "You're not getting them." And it took me ages to save up to get a pair. And I tell you, I appreciated them a lot more then that I did get them in the end. But you can't give in to them. You just cannot give in to them. So we 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 distract her with other things, and um, that's and that's what Emma was saying as well. But as they get older, it gets much more difficult. And even if you restrict the fact that they have access to screens in your house, I guarantee they will find a way with their friends. And in but school, do you know it's funny you mention that, Siobhan, because I have a text Emma here from a listener who says, um, I think Emma's going to get a you know a fairly wide awakening when her children are around 11, 12 and it hit the teenage years. It's the times we live in. As long as it's supervised and limited, then the child will thrive. Do you like do you have concerns around that, Emma? You know, when they I suppose hit that kind of early teenage years? I, I really do. And I so I used to be a high school teacher, so <laughs> I, I've seen it but the students I've taught in first year set up a WhatsApp group first week of school within an hour they'd had 900 whatsapp messages on that group that that's absolutely overwhelming i mean i couldn't i couldn't manage that as a grown-up and the thing i've seen you know different schools trying to implement different policies you know you have to have a phone to do your work on you can't have a phone during the school day all this sort of different adopt this technology get into bed with it to hold the consequences and then people are starting to pull back so I know the teenage years are coming for me, but if anything, what, you know, my previous work, my husband's job as a teacher, it almost makes me want to dig in more because we see day to day the harms of social media. So Mm. when they're little, I would just rather they weren't on a screen once they're in their teen years. We've, We've lived the really bad stuff that comes from social media and it's not pretty. It really isn't. And it, and it's just, it's all the kids, the normal kid stuff, lusting after, wanting things that your friends have, except there's no escape from it. There's no getting away from it at the end of the day. It's coming home in your pocket and it's constantly just feeling, must have that, must be like this, must look like that. And it's just, I just don't think it's healthy. I've got no idea how I'm going to tackle it in my house, but I'm going to 
I'm going to try. You want to try? Well, by all accounts, you've you know you've made a fair stab at it at this stage. Emma, uh, listeners, says fair play to that mum for avoiding screens so far. As Emma said, her kids are eight, six, and three. Unfortunately, though, as soon as they hit second level, the phones will be just another bit of kit. So it's risk management rather than avoidance. We held out to at least sixth class in primary school. The one thing we stuck to was to forbid screens ever being brought to bed, which they assume to be the norm. I see their phones pinging with notifications into the small hours, so their friends seem to be online 24-7. Don't blame the kids though. We have, uh, we've actually provided them with the phones, says this texter. You see, that's an interesting point too, Siobhan, around the, the risk management, you know, rather than actually just avoid avoiding screen access altogether. There's a few things that you can do there. So my 16-year-old, she is fantastic. She puts her phone and so do the others actually. Because I've, I've 20, 18 and 16-year-olds. And the 16-year-old is brilliant. At night time, she does her hair. She gets herself ready for school the next morning and she puts her phone on Do Not Disturb. She doesn't want to be disturbed. And it stays on Do Not Disturb all night until her alarm goes off the next morning. She doesn't want to be bothered. And she has loads of friends and she's really popular. And I know her phone would be buzzing. And there's nights where maybe she forgot to put on the Do Not Disturb and I would hear buzz, buzz, buzz when I'm coming upstairs. It could be 11 o'clock at night and I'd put it on Do Not Disturb for her. Um, she's fast asleep. So the kids that are not monitored and that have, um, you know, their, their phones in their rooms overnight, the, the temptation is very great. Mm. She has great self-restraint. Uh, the other thing is our school, the secondary school that my kids go to is, is really good. And they recognize that the screen time, particularly with phones, is a huge issue. And they've implemented this policy, which we have to agree to, which I think is brilliant. And it's called Yonder Pouches. And when the kids go in in the morning, their phone goes into this pouch. It's like a little bit bigger than what you'd put a pair of glasses in. And there's a magnetic lock on the top of it. And they can't open that for the whole day until they're leaving school. So they cannot access their phone right. while they're in school. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's it great. Takes away. Yeah, and it keeps the phone safe. They have it in their possession and then they get it unlocked at the end of the day. So it's, it's reducing the urge for them to go into the loo and check their WhatsApp or check their Snapchat in the middle of the day. Yeah. That's taken away when from them and they can't open can't it. Can't get it. A text from a listener says, I think it's great and it's uh, it's Emma's choice. Too much is bad but if my kids are tired and I'm tired I do let them watch cartoons for a bit. It is lazy parenting in a way but I can live with that. I know they get plenty of playtime as well. Justin and Mayo says all this chatter about distraction and keeping kids busy. What's wrong with them just being bored, reading and using their imagination? I think it's ridiculous. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.